Hello, it is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys, this is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I'm an all-wrestling referee. I'm good old JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show. This podcast. This show is scheduled for one fall. And it damn sure will be a sovereign honor. Having a little bit of fun with the cameras here before we get the show started. Yeah, BT Dub, have we shared cameras? I, I don't, did you touch the thing? Cause I, it's oh wait. Up. Yeah, they're up. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. I, I didn't press play on the feed when I'm looking at it on <laughs> Twitch. Cause I, cause me being vain and shallow, I like to make sure you that I'm, sure that you look, I'm in, right. I'm in good frame. Right. Exactly. And, and all this sweetness is on display. So I will hand it back over to you, the host, and I will shut the hell up. Bye. Welcome Ooh, to this right. week's One Fall Show. I am your host, Chuck Bean. We're here to talk about everything going on in the world of wrestling. And thankfully, there's a few things going on this week that we'll get to. Joining me is my uh, longtime uh, friends and hosts of the show. We get together every week and talk about wrestling, starting off with the uh, guy who hosts the JV Sports Talk PPV pod, which will be returning, yes. we found out before we put the cameras on today. That is Mr. Justin Valentine. Yes, not, not for SummerSlam. Not for uh, SummerSlam. Just got the laptop back last night. I am still skeptical, so I'm going to make sure it works. So the game plan is to be back for Labor Day weekend uh, for the both. Two shows, WWE and AEW, both got shows going on that weekend. Are you going to put out two episodes? Are you just going to put out one big one? Uh, two episodes. Two episodes. Yeah, make good. sure each show gets uh, enough attention. So yeah. We'll do both. Excellent. And of course, uh, the other voice you hear that uh, had to make sure she was in frame is <laughs> our uh, our Jack to the Gills award-winning white woman, soon-to-be Michigan lottery winner. Uh, also, uh, she, she is a keynote listener, a keynote speaker, and uh, a, a wrestling, um, a, now a, what, what are the words I'm looking for? Uh, first of all, you totally, like, you don't botch much on my extensive intro, which, by the way, I did not ask for. It just happened. Well, she's about to get picky with it, too. I know. How, but no, I pitch a guy. Well, she go, never asked for it, but she's going to be like, if you're going to do it, do it right. I Well, anything worth doing is worth doing right. All right. Uh, but I said, and feature no. writer for wrestlinginc.com there it is yes uh this is miss erica bennis thank you congratulations it's... on all the all the life changes that have been going on for you there yeah, like this this i mean this is the summer of bannis it is okay? no. it that's what this is lots of stuff is happening in my life in my family's life good stuff great stuff it is it's just it's i mean good to it, see. it's just it's nice it's just nice and and uh, there's a lot of nice stuff we get to talk about yeah. today. And I mean, there it's, certainly what a, is. Oh boy! So give me a second here, because I didn't pull it up, but I've got. There you go. So this is probably the most breaking news of breaking news that will ever happen in the history of this podcast, and because it is such breaking news, I'm going to turn it over to you, Erica because I think you have probably all the facts when it comes to what has happened in the last, what, like four days well, when it comes to professional wrestling. And a lot of stuff has happened. Let's try and just run it down chronologically and then spend a little bit more time on, like, the newer elements. But um, uh, as if, in case you're living under a rock, uh, Vince McMahon has retired from WWE, uh, has stepped down in his CEO role, his chairman role, no longer a member on the board, and additionally, no longer in charge of creative. Um, 
now we have a co-CEO sitch with Tony I almost said Tony Khan. Wow. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. It said Khan on the on the contract, yeah. but you didn't say which one. <laughs> now with Nick Khan and uh Stephanie McMahon, who of course, you know, came back once he did his little you know, step aside deal uh, when the initial reports from the Wall Street Journal had uh, come about. Um, Triple H, Paul, Paul Levesque. I guess we should really get used to calling him Paul, yeah. which is the strangest thing. I feel like I haven't earned that right to call him by his shoot name. I feel like there's even people in the backstage uh, capacity that still refer to him as Hunter. Yeah. It's, like, it's, he's just Hunter. Yeah. So, but anyway, Paul Ovec is back in his role as head of talent relations and as the head of creative. And uh, he's in the scream at Michael Cole seat now. Uh, or maybe, maybe he's going to let Michael Cole just kind of talk. I think there's significantly less screaming in that I mean, seat now. Uh, be, I mean, it's got to be amazing for what? It, uh, can we all just think about Michael Cole oh. in this moment <laughs> yeah. and just what it must be like? To not have that crazy old man just yelling at you. I mean, this is essentially what happened when we all saw the tweet, right? I, you know, when when news came down that he was retiring, I was in the middle of a of a meeting, and I saw the push go out from TMZ, and immediately I went like, because like my boss was talking in the meeting, I went, whoa. Um, and he's like, what's going on? I go, Vince McMahon retired. I'm like, this is the biggest goddamn news for wrestling Twitter. I'm like, we are going to be on fire for days. Yeah. And we were. Uh, because in addition to everything that I had said, um, it, it's looking like more is going to come out about Vince McMahon in the near future. And, and it, it seems like you know another shoe is going to drop, which is really right. what led to him to officially quote unquote retire um you know per cnbc uh, world wrestling entertainment on monday disclosed 14.6 million dollars in previously unrecorded expenses paid personally by top shareholder vince mcmahon mcmahon who announced his retirement on friday is being investigated for claims of sexual misconduct WWE also hinted that the misconduct allegations, already the subject of an ongoing independent review overseen by the company's board, are under investigation by other entities. So, like, the um, the SEC is also kind of involved in this as well. And, like, when, once you get the SEC involved, like, shit can get bad. Sure. Um, we, yeah, we have to kind of just let this play out. Um, I have a funny feeling we're going to hear potentially even worse shit from the Wall Street Journal mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, their two blockbuster reports have led in, is essentially to all of this. And it's... Whew, it's a lot. I like how a whole bunch of things happened on Friday and then they gave us the weekend to breathe. And then a whole bunch of things happened on Monday. <laughs> I thought, I mean, it was... It, honestly, it was nice. It was just nice. Yeah. And well, if anything, it, well, they played it right because, and I, I can't remember who said this, and you know, I, I'll give credit if, if it comes to my mind, but the news came down from the company 
just after the market closed on Friday because they didn't want the company to take a, a financial hit in the stock market uh, with okay. this news. So essentially, that's probably why we had a chance to breathe as fans, because they didn't want the stocks to plummet. I think the stocks have taken like a mild hit, but they've basically leveled off. But like news like this causes stock prices to plummet. Yes. So The uncertainty so basically, of the future. Yeah. So like the market closed at four. Uh, the announcement came down around like, 405 and now we're now we're here talking i mean everybody when you first you know got the the news no matter how you got it I, everybody's first reaction was probably what you just said a couple minutes ago it was like oh there's even worse shit on the way oh yeah like mm -hmm. he would he he would not have pulled the trigger on taking himself out of the public eye right unless there was some heinous shit on the way mm-hmm Yep. I mean, that's the truth of it. And I mean, it's funny because he, he targets old age in his little statement. And Which was charming. That's cute. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, uh, two weeks after you, you came out on the show, three consecutive shows, like an asshole after this stuff came out mm. just to, you know, announce John Cena, which was already announced and welcome everyone to Raw or whatever the hell else he did. Right. Yeah. Weird, weird turn of events, right? Because a normal person in a situation like this, not that too many normal people are in this situation. It's true. But when the initial report comes out, you take yourself out of the public eye there. Immediately. Mm -hmm. You get smart and you start to figure out certain statements. If you're going to release a statement, what are you going to say? Are you going to stay quiet? I got to get out of my position, so on and so forth. Instead, he showed up literally the day of yep. on SmackDown, and everyone's like, oh, a statement's coming. Mm -hmm. And the fucker just welcomes everyone to SmackDown. It's a privilege to be in front of you people. Yeah. Well, okay. And, well, and then there was the alleged reports. And he's gone. Of, the alleged reports of him going back to the gorilla and saying what, like, fuck him. Yeah, and you got that. Yeah. So you got that alleged report, even if that, whether or not that's true, that could be false for all I care. Yeah. That that response from him, this dude is insane. Well, yeah, yeah buddy. and you've heard it. He's seventy you've something. He's it. got we more know. money than the three of us combined. That's fine, but this dude is dangerously insane. He has no idea what a burrito <laughs> is, right? <laughs> like he is disconnected from reality. Yes, to a and that's huge, it. Huge, huge factor to a danger. But it's that my point is it's at a dangerous level, right? To have a report like this come out, and you, and you're Vince fucking McMahon. You for a company like WWE, as popular as it is, as many eyes that are on you, and you decide to respond like that, you're fucking crazy. It makes me wonder. Do you see this suit I'm wearing? Exactly. It makes me wonder what what the straw that broke the camel's back was. Like he's always been this this crazy. And everyone's just been like, well, it's his place. Like, what are you going to do? Whatever. But apparently something is either going to become public or right. something happened yeah. to the point of like, dad, we can't, we can't let you do this anymore. Either that or he was forced out. You have, you have everybody, whether it's between Paul, Stephanie, you know, Nick Khan. Well, the board of directors, period. Everybody. Like they could have said right. like, you, you gotta to go. go. You need they to go. Could've. Even if... Uh, horrible shit isn't on the way for me 
the stuff that's come out already combined with his response would be enough for me. If I'm the board of directors, if I'm Steph or any of them, you need to go. Yeah. Cause you are hurting us. Yep. You've been hurting us creative wise, product wise, whole different scenario, obviously. Right. But now on top of that, you are hurting us so bad. Right. We have a huge show SummerSlam coming up. All these poor performers who are trying to go out and put on a great fucking show and give the best they have. And all anyone can think about is how crazy their boss is. He won't leave. He's still in charge of creative and all these poor performers still have to answer to him. Yeah. That made no sense. That's not good for anybody involved in the company on screen or behind the scenes. Well, and it's not like the, the toxic work environment only recently became that way. Right. Like it's been that way for decades. Yeah. Yep. It's just, we've now finally hit a point where the, the old man can't, can't, ex, can't be excused. His, no. his behavior cannot be excused. No. And, no. and now he gets to go live somewhere with, uh, you know, nice weather and 50 rooms in a mansion. And until, you know, some legal, uh, action possibly comes of this. I, and like, I know Eric and I talked about this, just kind of, you know, husband and wife talking about what's going to happen to the old billionaire. Um, but like, this is a man who for all intents and purposes has no hobbies. He, th this was his life, right? Like, what does somebody like that do? Oh, like, it's can not you imagine, can you imagine being like the, the, the maid service or the, the house cleaners for, for, and like, it's been smooth sailing for the last, however many years. Cause he's only home once or twice a, a week. Right. And now he's home all the time. You're like, Oh, I quit. My God. I know he's sitting, he's sitting in his kitchen with a headset on screaming at the maid. <laughs> He's at the kitchen. He's looking, screaming. looking. He's he's got all the security cameras up and a monitor, and he's just like, "No, you're doing it wrong." Oh my god! Oh, that it's you know. Oh, I can I, it. I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon to have like a crazy security system in his home. I hope he is in like you know the panic room, yeah. watching everything and oh. trying to book the day. Right. That's not how a meat rap works. <sighs> time for meat rap. Oh my god, that is awesome. Oh. So I, so yeah, so Friday happened. We we got the news that uh, that Vince yes. had, had had retired. Yeah. And then I want to say it was like within the hour was when uh the dirt sheet started reporting that Brock Lesnar said, "Well, if he's gone, so am I." And right. fucked off out of the arena. Yeah. Do we believe this? Uh, Do you believe I, this, this happened? Brock's always been known as a hothead, so I can definitely see him go and then come back. Um, I could also see the we got played. We got played. Sure. Um, I could see it both ways. Honestly, I don't care. I, I really don't. Because I, he showed up, and we don't have the potential replacement, which was uh, said to be Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> and, Jesus like, Christ. Listen, and I, I mean, I'm not, we can't bitch too much because it never happened, but, like, there are so many other options. I love the idea that your panic button for Brock's not going to show up is Bill Goldberg. Like, it's not, hey, that Riddle-Seth Rollins match, let's put those two with Roman and it's a nope. triple threat. Nope. Right. Hey, they want a big marquee name that only shows up a couple of times a year. It's SummerSlam. Get Bill on the phone. Get Bill. Damn it, Bill. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I personally think he did walk out, uh, mainly because, like, how would they have had the time to 
feed that bullshit to the sheets. Sure. You know? Oh, for sure. Like, so I feel like it and, happened. And I mean, part I of the report was that that show was supposed to be like wall-to-wall Brock segments. And they had to like emergency rewrite it so that he was only in the last segment. I mean, and and again, it kind of goes, I've always said that's what's fun about wrestling because what could have easily happened is, Hey Brock, we're going to have you leave the building. So the dirt sheets start reporting this. People are going to freak the fuck out. Oh, sure. And then you're going to show up because what happened at the end of the night, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee were selling the situation. Sure. Brock came out at the end of the night. Well, and if you didn't watch it, nobody said that Brock had disappointed us all by not showing up. Yeah, so. that's and that's a another bitch. thing too. So it's like, but you have Brock come out, and what's Michael Cole and Pat McAfee saying? Wait, but I thought he, but I thought right. what? So they're selling the situation. So again, that's the that's the beautiful uh, stress of wrestling. Is it real? Was it a work? Could it be both? Who knows? That's what the, that's it's live entertainment. Right. And they could have easily planned this out, knowing that the dirt sheets would blow up, knowing that everybody would say what the hell's going on. And then that would make his appearance at the end of SmackDown that much more fun. And for me, yeah, it was because I thought I didn't think he was there. I I thought he was gone. I tuned out after Stephanie McMahon tried to get a. Oh, my God. And this is it. And then I went, I'm like, nope. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Gone. This is the thing, too. I can't understand, and I, I tweeted this out. I don't know if you guys saw this. I can't remember. I think Shawnee uh, responded to it. There is a disconnect between wrestling Twitter and the live audience. And I'm trying to figure out, is wrestling Twitter not going to the show, or are people just fooled when they are live? Or are they just fake? on? So what, what, is, what is going on here? I, I, Go I'm going to throw this out there just because, you know, they – they had a lot of time to practice piping in fan audio, you That's know, true. With, with due to the Thunderdome era. Like, I'm sorry, like some honey, some of those cheer, some of those cheers sounded. I'm sus. not talking cheers. Some I'm of it sounded these, sus. Thank you, Vince. Chance, you are talking. You can see the audience there doing it. I mean, reportedly, this is a guy who absolutely loves it when the chant, when the crowd sings, na, 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 hey, hey, goodbye. We couldn't give him that. Yeah. After he retired. That would have worked. Retired. Both, that would have worked in both sense. Like, he would have, you know, probably deep down liked it. We would have loved it because that was always sung to heels that were like, ha, ha, motherfucker, bye. Right. So that would have worked on both. Honestly, that would have been the way Shawnee's in the chat and says, Twitter, Twitter is the goblin verse. Most people aren't on Twitter. That's fair. Hey. That's absolutely fair. There you go. And it's just crazy to me. It's the same thing I said about Goldberg, right? Everybody goes on Twitter. Stop bringing Goldberg back. What right. the fuck? We're sick of seeing him. And then his music hits at the show. You and hear that music? Lose their damn mind. You hear that music hit, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm about to be in the building with Goldberg." No matter pro- how much you hate him. Exactly. And the pro- but the pro- and I, it's what I said. The problem is, as long as you keep giving that live response, they're gonna keep giving it to us. Right. Right. Until Goldberg legitimately gets booed, booed out of the building because we do not want to see it. They're going to keep bringing Goldberg back. Same with Brock. Brock's music hits and people lose their damn minds. Right. No matter whatever you say on social media, the live crowd loses their mind. They're going to keep giving Brock the spot. Exactly. And that's how that, and that's how that works. That works in in both companies, right? AEW is the same way. That live crowd likes somebody. They're going to get that person a spot. The live crowd, you could be on social media bitching about it, but that live crowd's all for it. I, they're I gonna mean, roll with it, you know. Perhaps and, and rightfully so. Perhaps this is me in wishful thinking, but 
you know, especially with in the case of WWE, who seems to go out of their way still to to court the you know casual fan and stuff. Um, perhaps it's the casual fans that are cheering, yeah. and it's you know the jackals like us yeah. that uh, you know like because like look I don't I don't you know I, I've I've said mo- many times before like I don't regularly watch the product you know I, I'll I'll you know I, I keep tabs on the stuff that goes on like I'll I'll read news updates yeah. and 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 watch clips here and there but like I'm sorry like I watched the first hour of Raw last night. And they had one goddamn wrestling match. One. One match. Right. Um, yeah, like that's that's not how I like my wrestling. Yeah. That's that I, I mean that's but that's my taste. Yeah, that's well, me. It's that I think it's tough now. We'll always have that issue with Raw as long as it's three hours. Because yeah. they have they have to drag shit on. Yeah. Like they absolutely have to because yeah. they have to fill three hours of television. Yeah, it's just that it's the difference between like giving us a variety of fun stuff and giving us like the same yeah, thing for forty five minutes. But here's the thing, though: when you have three hours of TV time to fill, you got it. You're, like, you're gonna if you try to give a variety. I'm not defending it. I'm with you. It's like stretched out way too much. Like it goes back to the solution: is we, we don't need three hours on Monday nights. Nope. We don't. Nope. Um, well, and the other part of that argument too is the fact that you've got. Uh, you've got a dozen people in catering that are going to be on like main event or right. not at all right. yeah, and, and have that, been right. for, and have been for years. Yeah. And it's like, you got three hours of goddamn programming. You tell me you can't give Titus O'Neil something to do. Right. Yeah. But, and, and, but it's also one of those things and you know, not a knock to Titus or whatever, but like it goes back to the live crowd. People don't care when they're in the ring. Well, somebody, somebody you know? had over the weekend, somebody had po- reposted the, uh, the, the spot from, fucking NXT from years ago when Ricochet hits that springboard and, and uh, Adam Cole Adam Cole super kicks the yeah, shit out of him and like how do you have a guy that talented and you have nothing for him yeah, just right. nothing right. like are you kidding me how is well, that guy not on television well, every week and we say stuff like that for me to say with the, you know all the bullshit with Vince or whatever Triple H taking over creative this is such a good thing Oh, oh 100%. Yes. I don't. I don't think yes. you'll find anybody that thing. disagrees about that. There, it is. You, WWE fans, whether you've been watching, you, you, you tuned out, whatever. There is so much legitimate reason to be excited. The change is not going to happen. People were like, "What the hell is this? It's the same shit with Raw last night." They have a pay per view in five days. Yeah. Well, what do we bitch about with WWE? They they ditch the script all the time. They change shit last minute for a pay per view, whatever. You can you can already see little things that are yeah. different in in you know in one Monday Night Raw, but it certainly wasn't going to be like all right, new era, new show, new right. shit going on. Right. Now, like, next that's Monday's not, Raw. That's the night it, after a pay per view. Next Monday's Raw may be more exciting than a night after WrestleMania has been if in the last were, few years. If That's you were going to yeah. do it, that would be when to do it. Yes. I don't, th- I don't, I, I think changing, changing anything about that is going to be a slow process of just little changes here and little changes there until you look back and you're like, oh, shit's different now. No, I wouldn't say that though, because of the, of the timing. We have a pay per view, right? So you, you you play out the stories. That's exactly what they're going to do this week. They're not going to make changes leading into Saturday. They're going to let Saturday be. We might see some shit on on Saturday because it is a big show. True. It is a stadium show. If they get someone to return, if they get a big twist, whatever it may be, whatever it is, 
we might see shit Saturday, or they might just put on a good stadium show with some title changes, whatever. Raw, it's the perfect time. You treat next Monday's Raw. Now, let me also say this. I'm not going to be disappointed and say this sucks if this doesn't go this way. But in my brain, you treat next Monday's Raw as the night after WrestleMania. It's the perfect time to hit the reset button. I'm not saying ditch everything and whatever, but it's the perfect time if you're going to bring some people back, have a couple returns next week. If you're going to do a twist, there, you know, it's between Raw and SmackDown. That's the time to do it. If the rosters are coming back together, whatever it is, right? Like, and I, say, I know we say that last but I'm just saying I whatever mean, it is. Yes. And, and shit like that now is so possible. And that's it because everything that I've said, and you guys were all right about it. I get it. Everything I said about, oh, the rosters and this and working with AEW and working with they're doing this, blah, 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 blah. What did you guys always say? As long as the old man is where he is, that shit will never happen. That is the fun part about this. The fun part is oh, that for oh, sure. everything changes next Monday on Raw. The fun part is you have a guy that fucking gets it. Yeah. A guy that it, it's such a change because he's been and, in the business. He's learned from the best. And the biggest thing, too, is he has the respect of so many people. You have so many people that want to work with with this company now because he he is in charge. And that may not be right this second. We may be talking years down the road, but you have people that will want to come back because they want to work for this guy. Because look what he did to NXT. NXT is known as the miners of WWE, and they were the best product in the company, if not wrestling, when this dude was running the black and gold brand. Right. And that's exactly what it is. He has the respect because not only he has the mind for it, he's creative like that, but he did it himself. Well, and keep in mind too, Triple H is not like an angel. Like he's he's got his own blind spots where mm -hmm. like I don't I don't get why you're into that guy. But he's much more open to like I don't get it. But if the crowd digs it, then fuck it. Let's keep let's exactly. roll with it. That's it. Exactly. And 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 to Justin's point as well, as far as returns, this definitely throws a very interesting wrench in various situations like the ongoing uh sasha naomi yes. sitch you know could yes. we see the two of them come back and have triple h come in and be like look you know and kind of talk them into just you know returning to the company um i i can't you know believe you haven't mentioned this but maybe because it hasn't come up yet but like the the bray wyatt discussion oh sure is is on the table yep. again um, it, I still have I still have hunches that he was already on his way back though, to WWE. I, I don't know when, but I feel he, like perhaps I, he was. Yeah, we you know we we and won't you, know. And you look at people like Johnny Gargano that have kind of like sat out you know their contract, or even mm -hmm. you know somebody like Adam Cole uh, that you know has professed how much he loved working with, for Sean and Hunter. I don't think. And I actually, I talked to Amy about this extensively last last night. Once again, husband and wife talking about what's going on in wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, I don't think Adam Cole returns to the WWE um, until Britt Baker is not an AEW anymore. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think that's a, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. I, th I think he likes not only working with his friends. Uh, and getting to do what he wants to do, but also being where his girlfriend yeah. slash probably future wife yeah. is, you know, is where, you know, getting to That's work with her well, and he still on a has, weekly basis is, is fun. He still has a ton of, yeah, I mean, he has friends on both sides of the fence. He does, yeah. So but that's the, that's one of the things that I think is really interesting about this is that now you've definitely got, you, you've got the possibility of a culture where 
it makes perfect sense to go, well, if you're not going to be using me, I'm going to go work across the street for a couple years and see if they, I can get something out of that. And if both parties are game, it's only, it's, it's going to be the, the old uh, saying that, you know, the, the, what is it? The rising tide lifts uh, all, all ships, ships. you know, yeah. like it's not a matter of, I can't let you go across the street and work because um, you know, you're just going to make me look bad. It's like, no, if you go work over there for a couple years and you get better and then you want to come back over here, you're, you're better at what you do mm-hmm. and yep. it just makes it every, it makes everybody better. That's yeah. it. And you have a guy that's open to that mindset, right? Because you know, it, it's, you had an out of touch old man that not only an out of touch old man that lived through the WCW, ECW, WWF era. Granted, I wasn't alive for a lot of that or old enough to really be in the ins and outs on behind the scenes, but going back and watching and reading and knowing all three of those companies were not going to survive right. at that time. Right. There was going to be one company that came through. It happened to be WWF at the time. It is a different time now. AEW's not going anywhere. Right. WWE's not going anywhere. Maybe ever. At least those two, right? Like right. you, the other companies, the smaller companies, maybe in and out, the impacts and whatever. Those two who are on TV every week, who are giving us consistent pay-per-views, are not going anywhere. And you have a guy like Triple H who gets how it is beneficial to work together. Yeah, I mean, it. I feel like we. It, if there is potentially any crossover, we are a very long way off. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are a very long way off. Yeah. And, you know, uh, time will only tell what his role in talent relations will bear as far as people who come back, et cetera, et cetera. Because I don't I don't think I don't think he feels the same way about Adam Cole as he does a different wrestler. Like like look, is he as crazy as the old man? No. Does he play favorites like the old man though? Oh hundred percent. But I think yes. but everyone in his position are guilty of that. I know, but like this idea that you know, you know, everyone's gonna want to come back. Like, yeah, I don't think Moxley's coming back I, ever. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I, like that's I guarantee different. you, there are people that have had not so good interactions with Hunter that yeah. are like, well, I'm not, that's not gonna. I'm never going back there. Well, now. But I that too. number increases so much from Vince to Triple H. I oh, definitely. Right? That's like, not, so that, much. that goes without saying, of course. And Shawnee brings up an interesting thing in the chat. What's Cody's role? In the company now that the old man's gone, right? Because let's face it, you know, I don't, he, yeah. I don't know that Triple H necessarily gets Cody. I don't think it. I think he gets Cody. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna treat him fairly because let's face it, uh, that man still has that that goddamn throne yeah. that he broke with the sledgehammer yeah, that's in fair. his house, and I know this because he took a photo of his daughter on that throne. <laughs> and mind you, that, that is like, look, I don't like children. Uh, but that's one cute-ass baby. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, I I'm not like surprised. Children. I mean, Cody's a handsome man. Brandy's gorgeous. Of course, they think this cute-ass kid. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but there she was just sitting on this this faux throne. It was, But, like, you know, we can only speculate for now. Yeah. We're going to have to be patient, which we do so well. But I think with him, right, I think with a, a mindset like that, right, like the throne thing, I'm not going to act like I know Triple H in and out, but he gives me... The, the mindset that he is not the guy like he again 
the perfect way to, the, to, to describe Triple H, he gets it. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, without even going into too much detail, mm-hmm. the dude just gets it. He gets the business, right? So I could, on the other side, see how he understood why Cody felt like he needed to do that. Fair. Right? Fair. And why? And because again, it got people talking, mm-hmm. right? You're talking. Well, about- and you look at who your who your audience is, and and knowing who your audience is, and being like, oh, they'll pop for this shit. Exactly. And you like, that. even if I don't super believe it, like this is the narrative they they're going with on Twitter yeah. and on social media, and like, it's so if I do this talk. thing, they'll talk about it, and they'll really like it. Mm-hmm. They'll enjoy the shit yeah. out of it. The so. other benefit with Triple H, you always heard about Vince. One of the compliments of him as a boss uh, in this business through the years is he would never ask someone to do something that he wouldn't do himself on TV, right? Right. That's what you've always heard about him. Now you have a guy who actually did it. It's not even just the fact that he would, he did. He's yeah, a main if, event guy. Even if he's not physically in the shape to do, you know, to fall off high yeah. things or anything like that, he's also, he's been there. He was mm-hmm. the guy for 15 years, world champion, Involved in the creative on both sides now actually went through it, which is why again with the Cody situation I could see how he would look back and say ah, I would have done the same thing. You know what I mean? Right. I would have done this actually well and so I, It may not hurt Cody in that sense. Okay. It may actually help he gets it and I th- maybe I, I think uh, I, w- I wanted to point out the the promo that basically opened up raw not the Miz and fucking Logan Paul yeah, but uh, the the exchange between Roman Reigns in theory Ooh, which so really good. so really good. tasty Paul Heyman that felt like either Paul Heyman wrote that or they are in a position now where we can we know if we say this thing once again people will talk about it and yeah. people will be entertained with it yeah. yes and Paul's not going to give us a hard time if we go he, like he knows he knows Paul Heyman has been in the business for decades right. longer than he has. So, like, if Paul Heyman has a good idea, probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. And that's probably it. I mean, if he's I, out in the ring and he wants to say something and he thinks, oh, this is going to be a good idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. That's, I mean, whatever. One thing I hope, you know, it's fun because everyone's like, oh, if, with Triple H, I want him to change this. I want him to do this. One thing that can be pretty instant that I hope goes away for certain guys especially a guy like Roman Reigns is the damn part-time schedule, right? <laughs> the fact I, I, get know, it. I know, I know it was MSG. I, I snicker, but I get it. I, I know it was MSG, but I hope that mindset goes away. And it may not with Roman because it may have already been established with Roman before. That's but I, I guess moving if the Brock Lesnar thing is, is, is true in any fashion, he lost his shit because he's got some kind of agreement mm. with the old man that he doesn't believe will be upheld under new though. management. But with guys like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Edge, you know, go, it makes sense for them. They're older, they're veterans, they come back, whatever, right? When Undertaker had his last run, whatever. For guys like Roman, who is not one of those guys, he's, you know, the guy. Right now, you're the guy. You weren't the guy like John Cena was 10 years ago. You're the guy right now. We need you here, right? And again, it kind of goes back to... Triple H gets it. He's been there. He's done it. So now he can look at these guys and say, look, I did it. Yeah. I was the guy. I was the champion. I, think, I was here. I think week in and week out more times than not. I think you Roman's schedule work. has less to do with it being Roman Reigns and more to do with it being the champ. Yeah. And and realizing when we put a belt on Lesnar and he only showed up two or three yeah. times uh, every six months, he was like, oh, we we can do this. We can actually make the heavyweight champ such a spectacle 
that you don't expect to see him every week. And that's it, but, but I, and that's why hope goes away. That meant well, Oh yeah, yeah. I and mean, I I would agree. Yeah, you'll have to get rid of the precedent that was set. And right. and once again, only time will tell with a decision like that. Obviously, we have talked about that topic to death and yeah. and we all I think we're all at the point where we all kind of agree to disagree uh cuz because because uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with Justin. So it, it just it doesn't make sense to to bring that that talking point back. Sure. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, I think this is it's not going to be a, a, a switch. Um, there will. I think I think just makes a great point with the raw after SummerSlam will be telling for sure because it's because, yeah, they have to get through this pay-per-view first, yes. which has already established various storylines. And then, you know, because I'm, I'm sure people tuned in on Friday and then on Monday following the the retiring and thought, all right, here it is. It's they're going to change it right away. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, we got no. a big show coming up. So let's just let's just pump the brakes and, you know, we'll start the changes. I at will this say point. this is a thought I had last night. If you're going to end SummerSlam with Austin Theory cashing in money in the bank and being the champion, I am OK with it. As long as the next week to month is just his entire world crumbling around him. Like, and that's given, right, they've already started that. Give yeah. him the US title and the heavyweight title, and then have him just get fucking decimated for yeah. three to four weeks leading up to a pay per view where he loses yeah. all of them. It's, that, that's always been, that's been an interesting point because I'm like, Theory winning the title. For the sake of the situation, for the sake of the night after, you know, SummerSlam, the Raw after SummerSlam, that's, th that's an easy reset, right? New world champion. It's an easy reset. New world champion that's not Roman or Brock. I don't know. I genuinely don't see. I want him to, ca I mean, you know, I, I think the thing that makes the most sense is for him to cash in and lose. I do too. And, and be like, I guess I wasn't I ready. I disagree. I don't want to see him but, lose. I want to see him hold this for a while. No, I, he's attempting. Well, to, I, yeah, hold the money in the bank, not a title. No, yeah, the whole yeah, hold the money in the bank for a while. He's attempting to cash in on Saturday. They they pounded it into our heads too much for him to not at least show up after the main event. Yeah, whether or not the bell sounds is going to be the, the 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 point. Sure, because you have got a guy like Brock and a guy like Roman, and you have this punk kid who has told them over and over, hey. I'm going to cash in after your match. Again, a and guy like Brock and a guy like Roman. You're going to tell me, realistically speaking, unless there is a swerve that we don't know about, Theory is just going to show up after this match and win? Oh, and both of them have beaten the shit out of him in the last week. Exactly. I, uh, I, I have an idea that it's a mild callback to another swerve moment that was... You know, last week we had talked about how or maybe about a couple of weeks ago, how, you know, the, the idea of like not giving fans what they want yeah. and like how there's a difference between like having a swerve that's not what you wanted, but having it built to something else yes. and having a swerve that's really just a trolling. Yes. I think this, okay, hear me out. So, okay, who's in the main event on SummerSlam? I don't even fucking know. It's what, it's Brock and Roman? Brock and Roman. Brock and Roman okay. Last Brock and Roman last, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um... I don't even care who wins, but Theory's going to come down, try and cash it in. The game's music hits. He comes down. Okay. Enters the ring. I like it. Boots uh, Theory, pedigrees him. I like it. And then let who, whomever wins the last man standing match 
take the pin. And it's it basically it's a mirror of when he fucked over uh, Daniel Bryan for Randy yes. Orton. For Randy Orton. Like yes. So, but but it it's it's a playful nod to one a previous you know swerve. And, right. that, and, and that swerve was at SummerSlam. And too. swerve was at SummerSlam. And, and it's it a remind it's a reminder of like this is my <laughs> I'm the captain now. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that. I've I've been I've been playing this game too. Here's mine. Okay. Um, because again, I think theory. Somehow, unless again a swerve, a return, a something, the only way Theory walks out as champion, no matter who wins, in my brain, is if there is a swerve of someone that we don't know about coming out to take out Roman or Brock. Okay. And they're not helping Theory. I think they just do it because you know they, they just want to be the next in line to beat up on that guy. That <laughs> guy. That's the only way Theory walks out as champion in my brain. I think he comes out, and here's how I bring it up: Bray Wyatt. Because keep in mind who Roman took the title off at SummerSlam a couple years ago. Bray Wyatt. Triple sure. threat, but Bray Wyatt. You have Theory come out after the match. Roman wins. Theory has the briefcase. I want to cash in. I want to cash in. He's talking to the ref. And he goes to hand the briefcase to the ref, and the lights go out. Okay. You hear the Fiend's shit that happens, the, yep. the sounds when the lights go out. And when the lights come back on... He is handing the briefcase to the fiend. That's I like it. Cool. And the fiend takes out Theory and then takes out Roman, and that's how I end SummerSlam. Bell never sounds. Theory gets to keep money in the gets bank. Gets to keep money in the bank. Uh, and clever. And later another on. reason why I and, and and if I do that, I I book uh, the fiend with Theory because I still think they're doing Drew and Roman at, at, in September, and Drew's getting that spot. See, I can, I can see with back, I, I can see with the, the interactions between Drew and, and and Theory. I can see them going with Theory, going into Clash of the Castle, just so Drew can win. So maybe. Theory gets a month, maybe. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I guess. Theory, and theory that would work. A month theory just gets shit housed for four yeah. weeks going into that. Like everybody that. comes out and beats the crap out of this kid that keeps running his mouth. The little things I have noticed already, though, when it comes to Triple H taking over, like that's gotten me hype because, and I brought this up earlier talking to a friend about wrestling. In the Attitude Era, not all the, the uh, pay-per-views were great, but the hype leading into it was always great. Sure. Right? Why? Because it was just intense. You just want to see the matches because you want to see them get their fucking hands on each other, right? That's what I've noticed from Triple H already. Because look at look at the well, the two shows since Vince has been out. Pat McAfee and Corbin had a great fucking set. They're brawling. And they're brawl. God, I can't wait to see those two go at it, right? I know we don't like them and whatever. The Miz and Logan Paul yep. opened up Raw. Brawling. Becky Lynch and Bianca. Brawling. You want to see these people go at it because you feel the heat. And that's a Triple H thing right there that we haven't we haven't seen brawls like that, especially consistently. And then you had Seth take out Riddle at the end of the night. Like you haven't seen segments like that too frequently right. leading into a pay-per-view. Anytime there was hype for a pay-per-view, it's because you thought someone was returning or something like that. Now you got hype for a pay-per-view because I want to see these fuckers get their hands on each other. I can't wait for the Pat McAfee Corbin match. I think they'll be good. You know, Pat's proven to be good. Corbin's good in the ring. I know we give him shit. And they have their history, mm. and now these segments have been good. Bianca and Becky's overdone, but like they made that like intense yesterday. Even the Miz and Logan Paul made it intense. Mm -hmm. 
that's a Triple H field. Yeah, the Miz, the Miz looked like he was he, like a little fighting for his life with Logan Paul. Like Logan Paul wasn't quite pulling his punches as much as he should have been. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. He looked like he was probably a little bruised in the midsection once that was over. Look, and they, one thing too, Triple H needs to realize people don't like Logan Paul. Don't yeah. book him as a face. If you're going to keep him in the company and keep him around, don't book him as a face. The Paul brothers suck. And that include that includes him. Don't book him as a face. I'm not going to cheer him. I want the Miz to win. Well, we've spent uh, almost an hour talking about the WWE. It's been an hour. Just about. Oh, oh my god. Like 40 minutes. It says session one hour, and we started probably about 10 minutes into it. So, uh, but I do want to I do want to transition over to the other company. Because they had their uh, their fighter fest, their second night of fighter fest last uh, last week. I wanted to get you guys thoughts on how that went. I thought that uh, Brody King and Darby Allen was just as brutal as I expected it to be. Yep. Exactly what I, what I thought it would be. Yep. yep, it was a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, I, I liked watching the best friends in the Blackpool Com- Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, a fun match. Um, Christian Cage and uh, Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes was. Eh, but it it served what it had to do, and that was give us the return of Jungle Boy. Yeah, right. uh, let me talk about that real quick. Yes. I know I could tell you want to as well. Um, I love this story. This does not make me hate this story. Well, but I fucking love this story. Luchasaurus needed to stay with Christian in this. I agree. He really yeah. did. Like it, it, it helped. It helped this story, and it helped Luchasaurus. Like Luchasaurus looked like a beast taking out these people for Christian. It helped push the story that they're telling here, giving Christian a muscle. And I know people always, you know, oh, it's Tomko 2.0, blah, 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 going back to Tyson Tomko way back when, when Christian had his last thing. Right. No, it's it's it it's a classic trope. It worked. It would have worked to have uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have a couple matches. Jungle Boy has to get through Luchasaurus to get to Christian, most likely at All Out. Like, this made a lot more sense. It, having Jungle Boy have the muscle in this story makes no sense at I, all. And uh, the the way I would have kind of played it differently, um, basically have, like, slowly but surely you see Christian kind of treat Luchasaurus shittily. Sure. Over, right. you know, over the course of the past, like, couple weeks. Uh, then, obviously, it culminates in a match between Jungle Boy and Christian. And then eventually uh, Luchasaurus kind of shakes out of it and he then he sides with Jungle Boy. Like he never, he never like threw it all, like, you know, Luchasaurus never really crossed Jungle Boy. He just went with Christian when right. Jungle Boy was away. Yes. So you, you don't have, you don't show Luchasaurus interacting at all really with Jungle Boy or harming him, but you see him like defend Christian against other folks. And then, you know, Luchasaurus is treated like shit. Blah, 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 blah. Then there's the big culmination of Jungle Boy versus Christian at, once again, All Out. Then you have the swerve. And then it's the lovely reun- the reunion of a boy and his dinosaur. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. You know? I was and, surprised. Like, I would have liked to have seen that. I was surprised they gave it to us as early as they did. But it makes me think that, I mean, for, for the the character that Christian is playing, he needs a heater. Yeah. So there must be somebody else in the works. I hope so. And yeah. I think, but again, I also think Luchasaurus was benefiting from this. It wasn't even just he for the story cool. of Christian. Yeah. He looked really fucking cool. He looked cool. I yeah. think someone that looks like that works better as a heel in my brain. And also, as much as the story that you just told makes sense, Erica, that feels a little too much like MJF and Wardlow, and that just happened. 
right? Yeah, like, I, I MJF can see treat that. Fair Wardlow enough. Like Jack, you That's a good I mean? point. So I just feel like Luchasaurus should have stayed with Christian, been the muscle, like turned on Jungle Boy. None of that happens. And I think after this Jungle Boy Christian match, Luchasaurus kind of just fades away from Christian and just bees, uh, bees, just goes on to be that. <laughs> How's he bees? Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, did oh, I did man. I really just want to say a boy and his dinosaur? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. I just wanted but to say a boy and his dinosaur because it's cute. But I think Luchasaurus could kind of fade away from Christian and just go on to be this heel with that look, and that would benefit him more than being Jungle Boy's partner. In my brain, and I don't think he works as a face. That look is a badass heel look. Yeah. Everything about oh, him, oh, in, in the all black, everything, oh, totally. all black, love it. His style of wrestling, all that. The fact that he's a little athletic would add to how you know scary he can be. Mm-hmm. G- give me that. Yeah. So I, I, I would have kept him with Christian. We could potentially see like a top rope fest match between Luchasaurus and uh, fucking uh, Wardlow. That would be I, fun. at some point in the I future. Wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that one bit. Both That'd those guys fun. doing crazy shit off the top rope for yeah. big men. Uh, we also got to see uh, Ricky Starks successfully defend the FTW title against two dimes. Yeah, yeah. Fresh from NXT. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, we got to talk about who he's defending against ah, this week. Fuck yeah, we do. I am so excited for that. No, I popped for that when his ass came out. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be. What does Danhausen think FTW in the title stands for? Because it certainly can't be a swear word. Nope. I mean, I mean, so he called free the wind. Yep. <laughs> He's, he he better call the title something like that. Him calling Ricky Starks uh, Ricky Starks Richard was awesome. I, I mean, and Ricky Starks doing a Danhausen impression was pretty great too. I thought that was pretty good. Like this was great. Like Ricky Starks is gonna make again. I it's funny because. Even with Dan Housen being in AEW for a minute, I still don't know how he is in the ring. Like he's been in a lot of tag matches where you know Hook did all the work. Um, the couple singles matches he's done, I feel like was squash matches. Yeah, he's had some squash matches on Dark. Yeah, yeah. but you know, it's it's his in ring work is not the important part of his character. Well, that, that is well, true. I, I, that's why I go on to say Ricky Starks is gonna is gonna lead this and lead it well. He's a perfect guy to lead this well. Ricky Starks is really just kind of proving himself week after week of how valuable he is i so love good. ricky stark so much. well so like, well even just like the uh the banter he had when he's he's like next week on on dynamite you can watch it on the tv right. you know yeah. you can watch it'll be you can watch that's, it at home that's good improv that's a good mindset for a wrestler yes. in like, the ring to just, be able to react to the the yep. crowd like that yep. yeah those little touches like yeah. set him apart from other guys yep and like he's just there's just something about him he's got a he's got the right look he's got crazy charisma he's good on the mic he's yeah. great and like he's just he's he's uh, ricky stocks has got it all yep. i really wasn't a ricky starks fan and probably until uh forbidden door i think the tag really? wow. Forbidden Door was where i was like i think i get ricky starks now I and know. everything he's done since then including the match from a couple weeks ago that i absolutely adored i was like I think I get Ricky Starks now. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it took you that long. I think I, I understand. Got it. Better late than never. He's yep. got the look. He's got I me mean, looking got at it. him. I'm like, I like that. I like, I like this dude. Yeah. And it, like you said, he's got the charisma, all that. He's so good. Yeah. He's going to lead this. You know, he's going to get so frustrated. Dan house is going to do something stupid. He could, he could play that role. Well, as you know, as well. Plus he, you know, Dan Housen maybe not being fantastic in the ring. Sure. Ricky Starks is so you can balance that out to actually have some nice spots. Mm-hmm. This will be good. Uh, the ladies had a match. Jaden, Kara Hogan versus Athena and Willow Nightingale. It was fine. It, it, it was fine. 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 It
was it, yeah, it was fine. Um, if anything, it showed once again like Willow Nightingale, and like I don't know if anyone else saw the discourse I was like uh, interacting with on Twitter over the weekend because she had a match uh, on Death uh, Before Dishonor, and it like she what a pure just beautiful baby face she is she is she's so she's just like joy incarnate and and like i can't remember the last time there's been like this pure of a of a baby face like a like a female baby face well actually pretty much regardless of gender since the early days of bailey because when when something like this typically happens we typically feel it's manufactured like we saw it from a mile away right. and what, like when Cody tries to do this we're like mm, no nah. no <laughs> no nah, bro whereas yeah she she's kind of like a oh, you're right it's almost bailey like yeah. and like yeah. i didn't i had no frame of reference for this person until i saw them on my tv and now they're just charming and and nice and like yeah. it's nice to have just like cute sprightly yep. personalities and like I, I think that's that, like that's great well it wasn't all good news mm. so let's get into the main event which was barbed wire <laughs> everywhere <laughs> eddie kingston and chris jericho ty conti botched the lock she did and <laughs> it then was hilarious. who was it that just <laughs> slipped between the bars I mean, who did that was I it think daniel garcia, garcia? Yeah. I think, well he was like well, i can just get between the, yeah i can He's just get the between these bars yeah um look i wouldn't hate on this as much if I didn't think it was fucking stupid going in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like the second they said this match two weeks ago, I'm like, why? Uh, I mean, why well, are we doing like well, shark, shark week? week? I get it. Blah, yeah. Whatever. Why? There's so many other ways Eddie to tie Kingston in shark week. needs to taste that coward's right. blood. So like it was, it was, it was a horribly booked match going in. It was not necessary. Um, going in mm -hmm. and then you actually have the match the expectations already low because it was unnecessary and then you found a way to drag us even further between the cage yeah. to the spots throughout the match uh jericho had the chair fall on his damn face i think he broke his nose yeah um it felt like there was a good match in there that didn't quite work out this, yeah all this needed to be was a street fight Eddie could have still been pushing. I want your blood. I want your blood. They could have promoted Shark Week any other way. It could have. It and, could have still just, been a street fight with them in the shark cage. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's fine. If you want to do that for Shark Week, yes. Get someone else to unlock the damn cage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what Anna J should have done. There yeah, you go. Right? Yeah. Come on. Uh, so I mean, again, it's it's one of those things. I wouldn't be shaking my head at. I mean, it was horrible. It was really bad. Mul in fact, it was multiple spots. Too. I've seen. It was as it Jer would say, bowling shoe ugly. Yeah, it was bowling shoe ugly. I have seen worse in a main uh, event, though. I well, I mean, I, I'm yes. sure. I'm sure if we dig. Yes. I'm sure yeah. if we dig, but it, nothing pops in my brain. For I know. A main event. Do you got one for a main event? Because you're pretty confident over there. I'm. In fact, I'm. I'm a hundred percent positive. There's been like a elimination chamber or something that was just ugly. It was just like, there's no but chemistry going on in out here. Nothing specifically. No. No. Okay. That's what I mean though. Like nothing stands. I'm sure there has been, it, it, but I mean, it, it stands out because it, it's, it's, it's still fresh in your mind. That's fair. You know, oh, so, you know what? I'll tell you the, the, the D generation X versus rated RKO match where like trips, totally gets the tag and then just goes down well, here's my and, thing. They, and ooh, sean ooh. is furious that ooh. he has to figure out how to make this work wait 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 wait, wait. I, oh. I have one it, it was that god-awful match that Shawn michaels came out of retirement for 
That was dog there shit. There you go. That was I'm with awful. you on that. What was I'm that match? No, she was Saudi Arabia. Against, uh, in Saudi, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, rough. But here's my thing, though, with, with kind of with both of those, but I'm with you on that. Injuries played a role in those. Shawnee's in the chat says Rollins versus The Fiend. Oh, yeah, that sucked. That was that just a bad absolutely book. Sucked. But here's my thing, though. That wasn't botched spots. That was horribly booked. Like, that was just, like, a horrible, like, But it was finish. still bad. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, your, your examples are because of injuries. Okay. To be fair. These were just, like, it was badly booked, and then the, the spots that they did book, they fucking botched. I, Left and right. I'm, I'm hoping, because, like, Eddie has to come out on, on top. Like, yeah, like he's got a bunch. I mean, I still doing this. I enjoy, I enjoy this narrative that if you're friends with Eddie Kingston, it will hurt you in the long run. Like this is fun, but where's the payoff? And I'm wondering, like, I hope we get some sort of development on Dynamite this week that'll hopefully build towards All Out. That's the only thing I'm hoping for because imagine a hot Chicago crowd. And Eddie Kingston goes over in a big way. Right. The roof. So you're is doing gonna... Eddie and Jericho again? At I, don't All Out? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you pick. Like this we will have you... to wait and see. But like they, there's got. I. With as popular as Eddie Kingston is, with how loved he is in in just kind of like the AEW circles and in in most of the of wrestling, internet wrestling community in general, I I. It's. I find it hard to believe that they're going. Like, there's not going to be a big payoff somewhere. People like him right. a lot, and when he does get the big one, like people will lose their shit. And I don't know how it's going to happen, yeah. but it has to happen. It yeah. has to happen. First off, I so agree. in my brain, this, if, because of how long this is gone, but also not even just that the scenario. This was the time to do it. Right, the type of fighter that Eddie Kingston is, how intense he's been. I want your blood. This is a barbed wire match. This is where he can get his blood. This is what. This is where he should have went over. Okay. What? I and mean, this isn't yeah. his fault. Right. But I, let me bring something else up that I worry about for him because I, I do. I love him. It, what might hurt him is he has now been. And again, not neither. Neither of these. I mean, th again, he was part of these botches. But overall, in the big picture, neither of these were his fault. He's now been in two of the ugliest main events that it's AEW. True. Has had it's true. Yeah, you do. You do tend to wonder shows. like how many times can I give you the ball and you fumble it and yeah. before did, I stop and giving is it you a, the ball. A thousand percent his fault? No, the the explosion, the where's the kaboom? Not his fault. Not his fault. But he was. Uh, uh, but again, unfortunately, he was there. Then we put him in with Jericho, and this was that. I mean, at least partially on him, because even though the match was unnecessary to begin with. Keep in mind, you did get. He, he you, was part of the. You did put him in probably the best blood and guts match we've gotten. Too. So you that got that. True. So, you know, you the scales that. do balance somewhat. A little bit. And but he, when you have a guy that, you know, and, and they use it to, to build his character, but it's also very true. He's been turned away left and right. And now you have, you know, this company keeps putting him in the main event. And again, the I, I'm not saying this for me. I'm saying the way people are going to look at this, every time you put this guy in the main event, one on one, it's it's ugly for one reason or another, and I'm not. It's not his fault. The the Jericho match was a little more his fault because he fumbled his spots as well. That last spot, the hey, we need to get on the apron. It looked like like two kids like hey, let's go on the apron. Right. And then, you know what I mean. There so, was a moment where I was like, you put that thing on the floor and you're not going to use it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what so, the fuck? Um, it, I mean that whole. I mean it, it's it's unfortunate for him. It's not his fault, but I, that's going to be again. 
the mindset is you've put this guy in two big main events one-on-one, -on -one, and they've both been really fucking ugly. I, you know, I was about to say, I'm like, maybe it's gimmick matches because that, that match he had with Takeshita was outstanding. Sure. I thought, you know, it just... His yeah. match with CM Punk was real good. Didn't he yeah. have just a straight-up one-on-one yeah. with Jericho in the last year that he was did. also really good? He did. They opened and, the show. And, and, yeah. and Kingston came out on top in that one. Right. Well, I'm and, talking and, main events, though, okay. specifically. Okay. Um, okay. For that, and, and honestly, you're right because, and this is where... Tony Khan needs to stop acting like a dude playing a video game. Quit with these crazy gimmick matches. We don't need it. You have such good talent that if, if you want to make it intense and you want to give us a cage match or just a straight street fight, they can make it really fucking good. Dude's got a pile of money and a pile of coke. You are not going to stop him from doing whatever he wants <laughs> yeah, to do. Right. So that's my point, though. Quit with these crazy gimmick. You're asking way too much of these guys. Yeah. Or, or here, here's the thing. Keep the gimmick matches. Now I'm talking to a party of one, Tony Khan, because he's totally watching right now. Totally. Keep the gimmick matches, but establish communication with your wrestlers. Yep. This yep. ghosting bullshit is bullshit. Yep. Stop it. This is not that's not how you that's not how you just this, that's not how you just live yep. and communicate with people. If you need an assistant to facilitate um communication. I will submit my resume. I am a lovely person. She's got so many titles by the end of the year. I know. Well, it just apparently, like, because I'm Tony thinking, Khan's I'm, assistant. I'm thinking, like, man, I bet TK pays some crazy money. Uh, I would I hope got a, so. I got a kid better. going into college in the Great. fall. Yeah. I need the. I need the money. Yeah. So are I'm we buying are, a house? I need the money. Are we segueing into Ring of Honor with this particular uh, ranting? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. So. Who knows what the hell's going on with the whole Gresham thing? I thought that match was outstanding uh, with him and and uh, Claudio. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's great to see Claudio come out on top. Um, I would love. I'm sure we we haven't heard the last of the whole communication issue between Gresham or lack thereof between Gresham and Khan. Sure. Um, I, I I'd be shocked if we wouldn't hear about more about that in in the coming weeks, perhaps the next month or so. Um, I, I thought that match was great. Briscoe's FTR incredible again. Uh, surprise. Um, I mean, it just whoo. <laughs> it, it was a lot. Uh, the Serena Deeb uh, Mercedes Martinez match was a was was a brutal brawl of an affair. Nice. I I thought I I was impressed with that match, but then again I like they both have they clearly both have chemistry together, so that was great to see. Um, I'm trying to think what else am I? There was a six man match: the Righteous versus Dalton Castle and the Boys. Uh, that was that was fun to see because I well one I, I I'm sorry Dalton Castle and the Boys. Yes. Come on, it's that's fun. amazing. That's good stuff. Uh, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia for the pure title. Um, I okay. So admittedly, and maybe so, I I may we I may have skipped out on a smidge of the pay per view to have relations. Oh well, wow. so I'm but, sure Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta do not mind. I know. I'm sorry. You, sorry, guys. The moment arose. Sparks flew. There you go. And 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 <laughs> Claudio uh, wins a title, and you're like into the bedroom now. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then it uh, closed the show out with Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Yeah, 
I mean, it's just another another solid fuck match. Like it just it oh, it was it was a it was a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, it was a ring. Of, it was a pure wrestling show. And that's yeah, it. And that's I always give interesting that there was like there was no surprises. There was no oh, what's this guy doing in the building or anything like that. Oh, that's uh, necessary just like, for Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's like no, this is this is the show we're going to give you. Mm-hmm. This is what Ring of Honor is going to be. Ring like. Ring of Honor needs to, and, and they did. They need to focus on this wrestling that they have, right? Yeah. You do not need to book it like you know AEW has with other pay per views and give us a huge you know sh- debut return moment swerve every you know it, it may pop up here and there but i mean you had it with samoa joe showing up back in april and so on ring of honor can survive by giving us great fucking wrestling yep period yep sure and that's all they need and they got it they got the right people over there to do that with claudio and ftr and all those guys just solid wrestling i don't think anyone's going into an roh pay-per-view thinking who's gonna show up or being disappointed because there were no title changes and no one returned and no one debuted. Again, you go in hoping for great wrestling. WWE and AEW attempt to give you the crazy swerves and the stories and the returns and the debuts and whatever. Ring of Honor is just going to give you great fucking wrestling for three hours and you're going to be happy. Yep. That is correct. So, One thing I'll say too about Tony Khan's uh, communication situation and the issue he has, and this is a genuine question. This is not me bringing up an old bullshit thing. Question for you guys, though. Do you think that kind of plays in the role that his roster is way too big and he has too many big names that expect that attention and he can't give that attention that those names truly deserve because there's so many of them? I don't know if it's necessarily the roster thing. It may have a lot to do with the fact that Tony Khan has m- many other jobs. He does That's work with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has... You know, what, the Fulham? Fulham FC? Yes. Is that the, the club? Uh, yes. Yeah, so he's involved there. Like, he, homeboy just might be stretched too thin, and, like, you need you need an, an administrative staff. Yeah. You need an executive assistant. Right. You need You need helpers. And I'm just saying that my services are on the table, Tony Khan, <laughs> uh, and I imagine you pay handsomely, and, by the way, are handsome. Hello. <laughs> I want to say I would like some money. Get money, sure. money, please. I want to say two things about this. Uh, first of all, I am of the opinion now that the reason the AEW roster is as big as it is is because he understands this style of wrestling leads to needing time off. Yeah. So I'm well, gonna have just to just injuries. I, you're either gonna get injured or you're going to be so banged just up tired. you need yeah. time off. And if, okay, so I better make sure my roster is big enough that if seven of you go down at once, I'm not fucked. I don't like Hey-o! that. But I, no, I don't like that mindset though. Maybe you should ch- like I don't want to say change the whole. Maybe you should, you know, change the style a bit, right? I. You know what I mean? Because AEW has had a lot of injuries. I mean, God, you just lost your fucking world champion. Well, By but the, the way, reason speaking you, of injuries, Brian Danielson's back on Dynamite this week. But the Wednesday. reason Mazel you tough. put this the reason you put this company together on the backs of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks is because you enjoy the style of wrestling that they enjoy putting on. And if the style of wrestling they enjoy putting on leads to fuck, I'm going to be out for like probably six months every other year, then okay, we got to figure out how to work around that. But it's also the realistic thought of okay, but Instead of doing a show every, you know, however often, you know, with other companies or indie shows or whatever, we're now doing shows every week. So maybe we need to at least a little bit. I'm not saying completely fucking change it, but it's reel it in. Well, my other bit, my other point, my other point is if Jonathan Gresham thinks that he deserves the treatment of a CM Punk, 
needs to fucking check himself. No, but I'm just saying in general because he's had this issue, and and, and again, it just goes to. You hey, know, the, the communication. God bless Jonathan Gresham. I think he's got a great entrance. He has not done anything yet that I've seen as like, oh, I get Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. He's still, he's still uh, Ricky Starks to me. He's still like, I know, but that's not. There good, are people that like but that's him. That's not a good example because I don't, I don't understand, understand how you didn't understand Ricky I don't, Starks. I don't understand what you see in him yet. Ricky Starks has been over with everybody for so long, and yeah. you just got there. Right. So. Like I can understand being upset about how yeah. you were booked or like the fact that ring of honor still doesn't have a week, uh, weekly television show and you're doing these pay-per-views and you've been the champ for, and like, what the fuck are we but, even doing here? But, Tony Khan? I understand being upset, but at the same time, like, but here's no, but here, but here's the problem with what you're saying. They put the world title on him. Yeah. So, well, they, they put well, the world title well, on Booker T well, on the I, last night of WCW too. That doesn't that fucking mean anything. That's fair. But the point is, is, I can I'll say I can understand why Gresham has this this thought. Not because I think he's, you know, caliber of CM Punk or just as good, but I'm a fucking world champion. You can't make time for me. Yeah. I no, can I mean, understand no, it's, it's why a, he has a, that thought. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Like I you know, we're gonna hear more about this I think in the that, coming weeks. And I think all of this is why when it comes to the wrestling, both AEW and whether you're talking about the communication, the creative, the whatever, Tony Khan needs help. Yes. And Tony Khan needs wrestling minds who know he's not a wrestling mind. He's a wrestling fan. And that's great. That gives that passion into the company. But when it comes to running a week-to-week show and booking a week-to-week show and taking care of the roster, established names that have been in the business for decades, you need not Tony Khan doing that. Because this dude has shown many examples and some larger examples of not knowing how to do that properly. Well, hey, I hear Bruce Pritchard might be looking for a job. (laughs) (laughs) And I and I think that's where we end it, you guys. That's a perfect place to that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Erica, where can people find you online? Uh, people in well, one you can just Google Google it. Google her. Google it. Um, God. Or or if you feel so inclined, um, Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. Google Erica Bannis dot com and uh, soon uh, more pieces on WrestlingInc.com. Nice. Uh, so, so there we nice. go. I might join you. Such there. good stuff. I might join you there. Yeah. Hopefully. Over on Wrestling Inc. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Considering. Okay. <laughs> we just gotta do. When are we gonna get the? When is the show gonna be on Wrestling Inc.? Are you guys gonna sell the one fall show to Wrestling Inc.? We'll actually, I'll actually get paid to do this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll look. I literally just started. Uh, <laughs> Her first day. Hey, so I got some ideas that really change things look, up here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think know. Of, think of Danhausen. Think of the confidence of a Danhausen when it comes to uh, trying to, you know, separate them from some human monies. I mean, either I might do like a mix of Danhausen and a Nick Khan. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, let's, just work let's your just, way up the Mortal Kombat work, ladder. Just work my way up the, the Mortal Kombat ladder and, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> and uh, I'm, if anyone from Wrestling Inc. is listening to this now, no, I'm just. That's, I, not, look, that's not what's going on. That's at not all. what's going on. I, I literally, I'm like, guys, I literally just picked up this gig for a little extra Skrilla. Right. Okay. That's it. I get one story a week. That's all I do. <laughs> that's all I really have time to do. And you're going to give me money? Cool. I got shit to buy. So. That's cool. Thanks. That's cool. Justin, where can people find you online? Uh, at JV underscore sports underscore talk on social media, JV sports. Boy, talk. can com. they. <laughs> and uh, 
at PPV underscore pod on social media. The JB Sports Talk pay-per-view pod uh, planning to be back for Labor Day weekend, but still posting and interacting on social media. Shout out to everyone, the followers that are coming through. The number is growing, so I appreciate the hell out of all you. I actually just got a very interesting uh, follower. Let me just put it this way. I thought I left my incognito tab open. Don't give me that. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I opened, I got a new follower. I'm like, oh, and I always like to see who followed me, right? Like, yeah. check out their page. And I thought I, I logged on to Pornhub.com. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right. <laughs> I'm like, let me close this. I'm at work. Yeah. Shit. You I'm going to get fired. It's going to be something, for, I, something really good. I know, right? You can find, of course, the One Fall Show on Twitter at One Fall Show. You can also find us, uh, our group on Facebook. That's where we share memes and have a good time. And you can follow the One Fall Show on YouTube. That is where myself and Nate Bender and uh, Will Cherry do Super Universe Mode with streams on Twitch every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Twitch.tv backslash Limit Break Radio. Got it right this time. Good job. <laughs> you can, of course, listen to us or at least watch us do this show on Tuesday evenings around 6.30 over at my Twitch, Twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K. That's also where the Nerd Radio podcast gets recorded. And you can find, of course, this show and Nerd Radio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Are you ready with the uh, with the ending over there? Oh gosh, I um. You're in oh, charge of that too. Oh I my know, god! I know. Shawnee, we need you. Literally, like a, a second before you said that, I went, "Oh no, I okay. gotta, I gotta do the thing." Well, I just before you do, I want to make sure you were ready. As okay. I say, have fun, everybody. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Who is this? In one fall show, housing from Sean Housing. Yeah, it's Macomb County. Produced a podcast of some sort. Always Dan Housen must come on to this show. Who is this? Who is knocked on Dan Housen's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast? Dan Housen does not know this. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Who knows? One fall show. Listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Housen into promoting your show. How dare you? You'll rule the day. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs>